As the snow settles, our heroes are left standing, but there's still a lot of ground to cover. Are Tempest and Herder trustworthy? Will Illustria provide a safe haven? Or is Octavia walking out of the frying pan and into the fire? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Yay! Woohoo! Woo. Episode 49, baby! Right? For, yes. Right? This <laughs> okay, is 49. This is 49. As you know, our history with uh, our forecasting mathematical skills are always on point. Well, I always save the file before we even start recording with the episode number. So oh, we are 49. Okay. Well, the computer is behind me, so computer I wasn't able is to right see there. it. So. <laughs> 49. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, so after we concluded recording after the last episode, it was revealed that Octavia leveled up. So she is now a level seven druid and mm-hmm. um, she gets some fun things. It's not too wild. She doesn't get to go up to another CR of wild shaping or anything, but she gets access to another whole level of spells, which mm-hmm. is going to be super fun mm-hmm. and will kind of change some tactics in battle and just other kind of tactics. Now Bad that there's, there's all sorts of new things that she can get access to, which is super fun. And also, I'm terrible at picking spells because I find them all interesting. So it's it's also just a logistical nightmare for me because now more I have to f- pick more things. things to prepare. Yep. So that's really exciting. Always fun. Mm-hmm. Get more hit points. Always good. Got more beefy. Always good. And then, um, so Carhoon, you know, Carhoon <laughs> uh, leveled up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't get as much um, cool stuff, but he now has advantage in rolling for initiative. So that will be helpful because, as, as all our listeners know. Have, being able to re-roll anything for me is always a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so that will be will be really good and very helpful. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there's this one spell that I got access to that I'm honestly just so excited to pull out. So I'm really hoping it is soon mm-hmm. when I get to. Fourth level spells mm-hmm. are fun. Third level is where stuff starts getting interesting mm-hmm. spell wise, in my opinion. So, yeah, fourth is, yeah. you get greater invisibility at fourth. I don't know if druids do. I don't get That's that. That's a fourth level spell. Oh, sucker. <laughs> I, know, I get to, hey, I get some, I get to do some other really cool stuff. Tree stride. I don't know what level that is, but that's a cool spell. That's above fourth. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about druid spells because I've never played a druid. Should I should I reveal what the spell is that I'm really excited to bust no, out? No, you can, you can keep it. Okay. Keep it for a uh, prime opportunity mm-hmm. is it a fight spell or a utility spell yes okay 
So, I, mean, I get stone skin, which is nice. Stone the skin. Counter to part to bark skin. It's just some other, you know, fun. I do get access to polymorph. Polymorph. So that is a cool spell, but that is not the spell that I'm excited mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. I get giant insect. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I could be a beast riding on a giant insect. Yeah. <laughs> you could polymorph Carhoon into the same thing you wild shape into, and you could just be animal buds. And I could conjure the same thing, too, most likely. The depending same thing? On what like it is. a rhinoceros? You can conjure rhinoceroses? I think I can. I can conjure up to CR2, but I usually like having multiple creatures mm-hmm. as opposed to having one really powerful one because okay. i'm like usually like i'll be the main heavy hitter and then have two you know wing people basically mm-hmm. especially when it's freedom and liberty they'll literally be wing people Scroll. <laughs> so i think the only thing we got everything you just need to roll carhoon's hit points correct. i think correct he's a d10 yes sir all right i roll you roll all right four i rolled an eight okay good so I recently reprinted out my character sheet for Octavia, got it all nice uh, and clean for her level seven, you know, yeah. uh, typed out all the spells, got rid of all the scribbled handwriting things so it's actually legible. Um, but the character sheet that I'm using for Carhoon, I haven't reprinted out since his level three. And so there are a bunch of just like level three, but then that's crossed out. And I put up like, you know, level four and five and six mm-hmm. above it. And then kept crossing each one out. And so I just have very different, I have a series of different boxes of what his hit points currently are. And I'm just like, I'm going to yeah. assume it's the the greatest one, the highest one. Yeah. So it's just, it's actually kind of, I need a new sheet, but it's also a great sheet because it shows like all of the, shows all the history of all our recording and everything. And just some other mm-hmm. random things that I've written down, which at this point I'm like, why did I write that down? Yeah, I like keeping a character sheet for as long as humanly possible mm-hmm. without reprinting or replacing it. Just because, I don't know, it's fun. You get all sorts of marks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Character sheets are meant to be written on. Just oh, like I agree. all sorts of messy, so I don't like yeah. reprinting every, you know, level or so. But that is just me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fun with Carhoon because I can ascribe to both both philosophies. I can have a clean one and a historic one That's true. at the same time. With uh, Unfortunately, with Octavia, she can just do so much that if I have it to... Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, but Octavia is so cool. I can't keep it all on one sheet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's, it's not by my doing that she can do so much. It's She's so awesome. I need to print it out for every time. Me the option of choosing feats, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or blame yourself for giving me all these resistances too that I need to make sure to keep track of. But no, it's easier for her with all the stuff that she can do to have that clearly cut out. But with Carhoon, you know. His main skill being, I'm a smart and I'm a hit you with my axe, so. It's a good skill set to have. Yeah, he's very helpful. I mean, I love Carhoon so much. He's oh, dear. I shouldn't have said that because now he's going to die. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't kill things often. Mm-hmm. Often. <laughs> not never. Not never, but not often. Yeah. So. All right. So let's dive back into it. I'm so excited to play. Woo. So. When we last left off, you had just defeated a band of enemies Mm -hmm. who came out of the snow to fight you, consisting of a frost giant and a small band of orcs who were seemingly, well not seemingly, they were trying to take you alive, 
as they commanded at the start of the battle. Mm-hmm. But through a lot of crit, oh yeah, which was nice. We did what two crit fails and two crit hits. I think so. And again, thank you everyone for sending those in. Send us more. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll more roll more today. Yeah, so it was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Changed won the everything. fight, won the fight, and no one took anyone alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you are standing here because I think we ended right after uh, you landed the killing blow, basically. Right. So you and Carhoon are standing there. Mm-hmm. I think Carhoon is still a were bear. I think he would be. Yeah. Currently. Your Snuffalo is wandering up behind you. Mm-hmm. Tempest and Herder pull up on their Snuffalo. Mm-hmm. And Tob is wandering around on his as well. Mm-hmm. The snow is getting heavier, but it's not. It's still not a blinding blizzard at this point. Okay. But there's definitely, it's obscuring your vision out too far around you. And it's getting cold and blustery and yeah. your face is turning red and you're getting little like frosty things in your eyebrows mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the group of you on your beasts of burden are all standing around this dead frost giant and these orcs. What do you do? Um, well, I think first thing with Carhoon noticing that the um, the altercation is over with uh, the immediate threat having been neutralized, he is going to shift out of his um, werebear form. Um, and you know, become just his his bulky elven elven form. It's like when Mario gets hit after he has a mushroom, and it's just like blue, 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 blue. Exactly, it's littler. Exactly. Like, oh, little Mario. Um, but he has a level of his exhaustion now, doesn't he? He is now exhausted. Mm-hmm. So he's you know, <gasps> yeah, like breathing very heavily, and it's also probably thin air because it's so cold. So it's like burning his lungs on top of it. So it would be doubly uncomfortable type of thing. And then Octavia, like, you know, seeing him kind of come back into his normal humanoid form um, is, you know, going to make sure that he's okay. So she'll be like, you know, are you okay? I know that it's not as comfortable pulling pulling that form out. Are you okay to, you know, keep on going and everything? I'll be fine. Just don't ask me to do anything too strenuous. <laughs> Sounds good. We can, we can have the, our good old Snuffalo, you know, lift things and types of stuff like that. So we got we got some added muscle now. The Snuffalo looks at you and is like, I don't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> That's what harnesses are for, Snuffalo. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> no. You can talk the to Snuffalos us. Snuffalos do not talk. Oh, man. Maybe they can. Maybe they just choose, choose not, not to. to. <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, but after making sure, you know, that Carhoon is okay and seeing that Herder and Tempest are upright on their Snuffalo and Tob is upright on his Snuffalo mm-hmm. as well, um, Octavia will kind of go over to the Giants and the lead orc and, and see if they have anything on their person specifically. She's looking for some sort of, like, any orders like you know do they have a a mission letter basically go to x place and find octavia or or anything along those lines that would be helpful you can roll investigation to search the bodies all right now my investigation is a plus three as opposed to a negative one uh thank you jasulka that's helpful I know, honestly, <laughs> I feel like just get, getting the ring was made me more powerful, basically, than leveling up did. It was it was an amazing change. Sixteen. 
Okay, you search the bodies. You don't find any orders that you can make out. No papers with, like, kill these people or steal the things. You imagine it was probably just, like, word of mouth or something like that. You're searching everyone? I mean, I'd probably, if if Carhoon is able to as well, and then maybe, you know, Tempest and Herder will see what we're doing, and maybe with, you know, I mean, there are enough of us that we could each take one body and look Mm -hmm. at it. Uh, you do a quick pat down. The orcs have axes and javelins. The lead orc has a sword and shield. Okay, does it look special in any way? or No, not really. Okay. Uh, you do find across the bodies, you find a pouch, which has it's just burgeoning full of copper pieces. 1,300, Ooh. which comes... <laughs> oh, my gosh! 13... <laughs> We'll say it's on the giant, because that's a big pouch right I mean, there. <laughs> how big are copper pieces? Like, They're how very big small. A, how big of a bag would 1,300 coins be? It's a big bag. It's 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 on the giant, we'll say. It's a huge bag full of copper. Oh, my gosh. Which what comes out to 13 to? gold. <laughs> that's so sad. Because it's 10 <laughs> copper per silver and 10 silver per gold, so it's 100 copper is there a relatively uh, a consistent exchange rate so I can just write down 13 GP or do I have to operate in thousands of copper? Keep your 1300 copper okay. pieces because I think it's interesting. And then you get, you find, uh, we'll say on the lead orc, mm-hmm. you find a smaller bag which has 20 pieces of a metal you're not super oh. familiar with. Okay. Now that I'm seeing these pieces of metal, can I do a, a further investigation to take a closer look at them or show them to Carhoon or something? Yes. Okay. Would that be an additional investigation or perception or um, history? Just roll roll another, yeah, investigation. Investigation. We'll say. Nine total. You spend a little bit longer looking at this than... You you can't just immediately identify it, but after looking and asking, hey, what's this? They are Electrum pieces. <gasps> Don't get too excited. Oh, right. They're not. They're not Platinum pieces. Not Platinum. Okay. Uh, electrum is an alloy of silver and gold. Coins made from Electrum okay. are worth one half of coins made from gold. So okay. So two Electrum per one gold. It's like the uh, two pound coin, I think, has a, a, a silver center on the gold exterior or some flipping version of that. So it's like that double alloy type of thing. Well, that's not what an alloy is. Right, but visu- I, I know that alloy is a pure consolidation of the two. Yeah. But in my mind, it's more fun to have it thought of as like the two distinct parts because it would still be a, a combination of the two. But It's just one metal. I know. But they're like square. I'm trying to bring it into my reality and being able to have a tangible like oh i can relate to it because it reminds me of xyz very good (laughs) thank you (laughs) i have always thought that electrum should be fancier than platinum because it sounds cooler it sounds cooler so that is that hence the gas yeah yeah yeah, no so (laughs) i understand i had to look it up because i didn't remember what electrum does oh yeah okay so that's amazing Octavia and, and the, the whole group is much richer now. So Octavia is a little bit richer. I mean, that comes to 23 gold pieces total. Yeah. So not actually that much richer, but, but it feels okay. I mean, you got a giant bag of pennies. pennies. I, I was, you can just throw pennies at people now. <laughs> oh, hey, there was, get there, out of here. 
hilariously. You know how there are always these the disputes between Samsung and Apple. At one point, I've heard this. Yes, yeah, Samsung paid a fine to Apple, just literally in like millions of pennies, and just like dump trucks full of pennies showed up at like the Apple headquarters and just like started like pouring them all down the driveway. And I'm like respect like that is that's pretty fun yeah i would do that i definitely am i'm thinking of that right now i know it's not necessarily a dump truck full of copper but it's like a bucket yeah got like a bucket like a five gallon bucket (laughs) full of like (laughs) what would be the uh like you know blood you know bludgeoning damage with a handful of just like improvised weapon of copper pieces we can see (laughs) we can uh cross that bridge when we come to it i love it um so could carhoon take any of those javelins Sure. I mean, like, would he be? Yeah, he can take a javelin. Proficient in them. He's proficient in everything. In basically everything. Okay, yeah. so all weapons, all armor. I maybe, think. maybe he'll just grab a couple to, in case there's some more long distance type of enemies that he might see in the future. He does have a long bow. True. And javelins are actually relatively short range. Really? Because you have to throw them. And they would a be a bow shoots way farther than you can throw a javelin. What's the damage for a javelin? I don't know. D sixty-eight. I don't okay. remember. Okay. Well, I don't have this stats since in front he has of me right his now. Longbow. He'll just keep with the longbow then. He. I mean, he's free to take some if he wants, but I don't know that it would give you any edge because I think a longbow is going to do anything that a as much, would if do. not more, damage with a better range. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, then, if that's that's all that's on the bodies, and um, if there's nothing else of you know story input <laughs> nope nothing else um, of, of import on these bodies all mundane stuff sounds good there's a giant axe that no one can really use because yeah. it's you know it'd be like this bigger than carhoon type yeah, of thing yeah. huge and i mean octavia she's like i don't use weapons like she's like i got my staff and my shield like bonk, bonk. yeah so bing bonk I guess Octavia will be like, do any, you know, Tob, do you need a re, do you want to take any of these? Do do you or Tempest or, you know, Herder or any of y'all Everyone need? passes. Okay. And like, nah. She doesn't, Octavia doesn't want to be like, assuming that, you know, she's hoarding everything, nah, wanting to make sure to share the wealth type they're of They're good. They, they're NPCs, so they pass on it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> She'll at least make the offer. She will always make the offer. Nope, they are fine where they are, uh, but Tob pulls up his snuffalo and mm-hmm. looks at the lot of you and he says oh, I have to do the voice again oh right just channel channel your inner Arnold <laughs> he says we should get moving the longer we stay out here the more dangerous it gets <laughs> I don't know I think I'm crushing this voice you personally are- <laughs> sounds, I'm going to replace Carhoon with Tom so I can do that voice from now on. <laughs> well, just have him go on a, like a, uh, you know, on the continent exchange study and have him come yeah. back. And I was like, I was, just, I was so immersed in the language that. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, sorry, Octavia will stop laughing. Um, it, That's very rude. <laughs> I don't laugh at your accent. <laughs> Stop! I'm trying to make a serious show. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> this is supposed to be fun. Uh, sometimes we need to knit together all the times where it's just the both of us laughing and see how long, like, 
laughing. It's like episode 49.1. And it's just literally just us laughing, yeah. which would hopefully make everyone feel better because laughter is, you know, supposed yeah. to be good for you. Yeah, I don't want the show to get too, oh, man. too serious. Oh, I, it's, <laughs> I just sometimes can't even respond because I'm like, I have things I want to say back and I literally just can't because Gwyneth as a player is laughing too much. Oh, that oh. means I'm doing a good you job. Are, you're doing an amazing job. I'm having so much fun. Whew, okay. Are you done? Stop it! You're so bad! Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's a good call. We should we should really get moving. Um are you going to are you still continuing south with us for a while or are you needing to, to depart to where where your home is or Tempest butts in and she says, we borrowed the uh, Snuffalo from, from Tob and his tribe, so we need to swing on back and drop them off, okay, and it'll probably good. be good to uh, take a little bit of a, a rest before we head off on the rest of our journey, so we'll we'll follow him back to back to his home, and then we'll drop these off and be on our way from there. Sounds good. Are you ready? <laughs> follow me. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Octavia and Carhoon will, you know, kind of trot over to their own Snuffalo and they'll uh, jump on its back and um, Octavia will double check with Lyle and she'll be like, you should you should come along with us, too. Again, I think I think this place could be a good home for you because it's gold, gold where they live. So and they're good, some good friends. So I think you should come along with us still. Yeah, I was planning on it. Perfect. And you're you're good after the fight and everything, right? You're okay. I think so. I don't think I took a hit. I, I, I might have. I don't remember. I'm probably okay. I'm made of ice. And there's plenty of it around with you if you need to this like patch true. yourself up, I yeah. guess. You could do some kind of cool accessorizing type of thing, like different colored ice and different colored, you know, patterns or whatever, if you wanted. I'm trying to think of a pun that involves ice because, like, diamonds ice, but it's not coming to me. So just imagine I said something really funny. <laughs> Got me to laugh anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I cackle like my grandma. <laughs> the like, the breathy thing. That's what my grandma always did. <laughs> so I do think of her when I laugh like that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Allons-y. Away we go. Okay. The lot of you head south and following the wise direction of Tob the Yuppie Quinnen, make your way down, down, down. You're not in... I mean, it's hard to judge exactly what time of day it is because mm. the sun is blocked out by clouds and flurrying snow. The snuffalo that you are riding make much better time through this uh, snow-covered wasteland mm-hmm. than you were able to on foot as they are enormous things with giant plodding feet that don't seem to get bogged down in mm. the snow drifts nearly as much so they are just kind of natural snowshoes yep just plump plump plumping along through Y'all. the snow at a at a pretty good clip for being the giant lumbering creatures that they appear mm-hmm. to be i know i describe them as buffalo giant white buffalo but i always i'm picturing like snow uh panthers mm, yeah i mean yeah Ooh. they have did this have kind of more like a rhinocerosy feet as opposed to like cloven hooves? 
I never got a great look at the Bantha feet because they had shaggy hair that covered like yeah. most of them. So I'm always, I'm actually also imagining the Snuffle having more like feet feet as opposed yeah, to they, hooves. Yeah, they do. Because yeah. the, the hooves would not be good on ice, yep. but the, yeah, they like, got the more the and fleshy, like, more, like, yeah, like elephant feet, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they're a weird amalgamation of a lot of different critters. <laughs> and they're amazing and our but favorite. But they're great. I love Snuffalo. Someone is... If someone is like gonna say, a, if knit, anyone... a knit artist or like oh. a soft sculpturist and wants to make a Snuffalo. Oh, that'd be cute. Wouldn't it be adorable? Sell them with us. We'll give you a cut. Yes. Or you'll give us a cut. Uh, regardless, cuts will be made in the good way. In the Not good in the way. Bad way. I just want to see somebody draw a snuffle because yeah. I can't draw worth beans. Siri, I know. I wish I had a modicum of ability to draw half of the scenes that I see in my head with this show. So these snuffalo make a good clip. They're heading south. Tob informs you, and I won't. I'll save you from the no. Voice. Go go but ahead. No, he, please he, do. Please. He informs you uh, that it's gonna. You'll have to spend a night. Okay. But you should. The the camp they will be able to get to it during the next day Sounds just because good. these snuffalo are moving quite so quickly. So much faster. And so are we going back to the same egress and ingress that we we went to, or is it a different? It, you get the idea that it's different. Okay, that would make sense because I'm sure they have you know bunches of. It's not just like one main city in and out of Pittsburgh. There are a lot of tunnels. Well, you're going to a different camp. Okay. The Apiquinen themselves are made up of a lot of smaller. Like clans or tribes okay. that live but spider webbed throughout this land. But they do they have the same like centralized government or not really? Okay, so there would be like a clan leader in each of the different camps. Yep. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 Yep. They're all small little encampments that they haven't really needed to come together because no one ever comes up here. Bothers them. Understandable. Uh, so you, yeah, from from what you hear. And discuss uh, that it's a different camp than the okay. one you visited. Near, probably relatively close by, just because you were both heading in the general vicinity. And then from there, it'll just be a, a shorter jaunt to where the river is actually not iced over. And then you can take that south. So you'll have to spend one night out here. Okay. Uh, but the snuffalos kind of huddle up into a I little circle. Mi- and yeah. you all kind of make your shelter in the midst of them. They'd really break uh, that wind down. Mm-hmm. Because they're big, covered in lots of blubber and big, Aww. fluffy fur. They're whales? Uh, what if snuffalo are amphibious? <gasps> they're not. But they're a weird amalgamation of all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like like polar bears have that no, thick yeah, layer of yeah. you know, subcutaneous fat that keeps them insulated. Yeah, so good. So they're, uh, yeah, the, the snuffalo circle up, circle the mm-hmm, wagons. Mm-hmm. And you make a mini camp inside there that does cut the wind and it's uh, you get some of the body heat from the snuffalo okay. and so it's not super comfortable but it's not uncomfortable carhoon being good. exhausted yeah roll have him roll a constitution saving throw okay. to see if he can become not exhausted because these aren't super not the restful. most restful natural 20 okay <laughs> carhoon yeah he gets a nice uh, sleep somehow. Maybe he's just so tired that it doesn't matter how cold just, like, it is. Zonks out. Yeah. Yep. He goes down for the night. He probably up. was able to like uh, snooze some on the snuffalo because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, just you know, lean on me type of thing while we were walking and let him get like a couple another hours mm-hmm. of at least dozing in there. Yeah. So he he will wake up the next morning not exhausted. Which oh, is good. Nice. Good. 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 
as you are making camp, uh, Tempest turns to you and she says, I know we probably have a lot more to discuss. I think we'll I'm wait sure. until we're a bit more sheltered just because I don't know about you, but I'm not really in the mood for a chat right now. Yeah, can't say that I'm particularly chatty at the moment either, yeah. Get some sleep and we'll see you in the morning. Sounds good. And you guys can do watches and whatnot. Yeah, we'll all switch around. Nothing yeah. else comes out of the Well, we have a bunch wastes. of elves, so poor Octavia's just like... Well, oh, every, yeah, while everyone valve. else has their, you know, meditation oh, and just for four hours, true. they're like, why is she still sleeping? <laughs> and I guess Tob, too. The two of us were just, you know, snoring away. Snoozing away. <laughs> the Snuffalo are kind of snoring in their sleep. That's what a Snuffalo snore sounds like. It's <laughs> the best. So Stay night- tuned for Austin's Animal Noises I'm coming soon. I'm making a lot of interesting noises to this, this episode, so <laughs> enjoy all you listeners who love my voice, if there are Which any. Which should be all of them, because there are only two voices, so if... <laughs> and, and, and I'm no nightingale, so... <laughs> I don't know. If they stuck with me through the Lyle episodes, maybe they... <laughs> so, yeah, how is Lyle doing? I'm very curious about how Lyle is feeling. Because he wouldn't need to sleep, right? Lyle is like a child. Yeah. He knows nothing of the world outside of the cave where he has lived for so long under the mean know. you know, tutelage of this hag. So... He's doing fine. Okay. I mean, he's got some stuff to think like about, but he's also pretty he's naive and okay. innocent. So after, you know, he's maybe not grappling with stuff as much as someone who is just more mature would. Okay. He's just like, okay. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds good. You know, it's, it's you know, he just it processes things differently being a elemental. elemental made out of magic. Made out of magic. That also is just doesn't yeah doesn't know he's basically a blank slate okay and he sort of realized that you know his former life was not all that great mm-hmm. so he's trying to start fresh okay uh, but he's doing fine he uh, probably doesn't really need to sleep yeah I would figure so uh, Lyle uh, Octavia's can help gonna keep make sh- Octavia's gonna make sure to introduce Tob to like Lyle and be like you know these these people live up live here in the cold and so we're, we're going back this to this is a conversation camp. everyone wants to hear <laughs> this is you know we're going back to top's <laughs> camp and they live here in the cold so you know maybe get to get to know each other a little bit and you know top i don't know if you would be you know wanting to have a you know elemental start living in with you guys or, or they would be very useful <laughs> or, or there are many things an elemental could do for us or if lyle you'd want to but you know i'd, I'd love for you to have a place here up north where you could call your new home I think that's probably a, a, a good solution for all involved if if they'll have me because I I don't think I can go very far south so we'll we'll see I'll I'll give it a shot and if not I can wander around and find some other cave to live in for a couple hundred years who knows what do you say to that Tob I will bring the issue before my chief they can decide the fate of this elemental. His name is Lyle. I don't know how to say element. There we go, elemental. <laughs> yes. yes. Of Lyle. Lyle, it is nice to meet you. Likewise. 
<laughs> a pleasure, I'm sure. Yes. They have a little chat. Um, oh, I want to hear more about uh, this that's chat. All, that's all. I'm, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> you know, they ask you. You know, uh, Lyle's asking like, so, what do your people do? What do they like? What What would they have me do? Would I have a job? I'm not very good at garden <laughs> stuff, clearly. But I mean, I can like make ice. But I don't think you'll need more ice. So. I don't know. There's got to be something. And Tom's like, yeah, we can find something for you, I'm sure. You are very big and strong, and we are little folks, so there's many things you could do. Perhaps you are able to tunnel through the ice for us, and you seem like you have a control over the magics of this land that we do not currently. I'm sure that would be a place for you among our people. Cheers. <laughs> Pretty good. Yes, that was the wild top interaction that I wanted. So. <laughs> okay, my next character I make is using that voice because that's a great voice. <laughs> and I'm actually pretty good really at it. You're really good at it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at many voices. You're, you're good at more, a decent no, number no, no, okay, of voices. Okay, but that one, I, I like that one. Uh, so after they, they have a talk, uh, you all. Take your rest. Mm-hmm. Night comes, night goes. The The sun rises, although it's still a bit hard to tell. The, yeah. the skies are gray overhead and the snow is still flurrying through. Maybe not as heavy as it was, uh, but still snowing okay. hard. And you wake up and at this point I feel like Lyle's probably trying to talk to like the Snuffalo. Like oh, making weird noises yeah. <laughs> and communicating in a way that only something elemental can do and making weird like... <laughs> Noises. The <laughs> snuffleos are like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lyle, the snuffalo herder, oh, <laughs> snuffalo whisperer. <laughs> oh god, I'm seriously so glad. So he seems to be enjoying himself good, so good, far. Good, good, good. Uh, but yeah, morning comes, and unless there's anything you would like to bring up to any of these nope. individuals, they all mount their respective animals and continue south. Sounds good. Uh, again, if there's anything you want to do on this journey, feel free to. No, I, I mean, I think we're good. Um, you know, Octavia's you know, going to go along with Tempest and Co. Uh, and, and, and has some questions, but unfortunately, you know, with being on different beasts and everything, it's mm-hmm. not the perfect place to carry on a conversation. Conversation. So, you know, she's like, well, apparently we're going to have some time on a boat. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be more comfortable time where we can chat about things and mm-hmm. really, really get to know about what the nitty gritties of this kind of arrangement is. Mm-hmm. So you travel through the day. No one's making too much conversation because even though you do have these beasts and are outfitted with cold weather gear, it is still freezing. And probably loud. I mean, if it's still flurrying and everything. Yeah, it's hard to carry on a conversation Mm -hmm. much further than you and Carhoon could maybe talk. But beyond that, it's going to be difficult. Mm Mm-hmm. Just cast Animal Messenger and have the messenger just fly back and forth throughout the Snuffalo type of thing. <laughs> so the day passes and uh, nearing evening, as a lot of you are probably tired and worn out and mm-hmm. very, very cold to the bone at this point, even through the thick furs that you are all wearing, Tob brings you to a stop at just a innocuous looking plane of snow and ice and uh, he departs the snuffalo, gets mm. down on the ground, and walks, uh, kind of like moving his boot to 
sift through some of the snow oh, and then he okay. comes to a certain point and uh, with his spear just sort of <laughs> bangs on the ground a, oh, a number of times and similar to what you had seen the first time mm-hmm. you see a set of doors just kind of slide open concealed by a layer of snow wow. that leads into an icy tunnel that goes down under the ground large enough for these snuffalo to traverse Top climbs back onto a snuffalo and motions you all and says, here we are. Come with me. And starts heading in. Sounds good. And we will follow. The three sets of snuffalo all head in. After you get far enough, deep enough in this tunnel, you can hear the doors shut behind Mm -hmm. you. And it's warmer. It's still not warm by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not bone chillingly cold. And you, you would be able to, you know, survive in here. Mm-hmm. And protection from the, uh, and the wind, wind and, would be huge. Yeah. So, Is it dark or? No, it's it's lit with like torchlight mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And Todd leads you into one of these stable areas where uh, the snuffalos are handed off to grooms. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for, for, like, for like horses, horses. are grooms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a bunch of, of, peop- of yappies. Yappy! Yappy Quinn and come out to take the snuffle from you, and they lead them over and start taking the harnesses and saddles and nice. things off. Octavia, and you know, make sure to, like, brush the muzzle and the beautiful... I'm also imagining that, you know, with their kind of, like, cow-like heads, mm-hmm. which Gwyneth as a person loves cows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, scratching their big nose and mm-hmm. all by their ears and stuff, and she's gonna be like, thank you so much, it'll be... It was so good to meet you, and, you know, best of luck in the future and everything. And the snuffalo just kind of grunts. Tries to eat her mitten. Yeah, nibbles on her hair. Cows try to do, yeah. (laughs) And then they are led off into the stables to be tended to and fed and brushed and, you know, things like that. Have a good little nap. Yeah, exactly. You see other ones, you know, being roamed around, some being fitted with saddles Mm -hmm, and some mm -hmm. people mounting them to ride off for patrols or something. Sounds good. So, Tob and Tempest and Herder. And you and Carhoon walk out of this stable area into a hall. And Tob looks at Temple and he says, uh, The rooms you used when you came are still available for you. He looks at you and Carhoon and says... And Lyle. And, well, he, he looks at you and Carhoon first and he says, There the, are rooms nearby that Tempus can show you that will be yours for the night. Oh, thank you so you much. Depart. Thank you. Lyle, come with me. We will... State your case to the chief and see if there is a place for you among our people. And Lyle says, uh, okay, just just me. Do you need anyone to come with you? Do you need a, a you know, a advocate of character or anything like that? I do not think that will be necessary, but if you wish to accompany, you may. Lyle, do you want someone to come with you? I, I think you should, you can go and get some rest. I think I'll be okay. Tom's got my back, right? Tom says, I think it would be a surprise for me if you are not allowed to join us. Okay, well, just just let me know if, if in the future, you know, halfway through, just send some sort of messenger or something and we'll be right there. Okay. I, but you got this. I have, I have faith in you, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll come see you at some point before you leave. Yeah, don't, oh, don't absolutely. Oh, definitely. We, we would not leave without saying goodbye. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see you in a little bit then. All right, sounds good. Break a leg. And the two of them head off into down a, a passage 
of one of these tunnels, and Tempest turns to you, and she says, There are not many people in the world who have spent any modicum of time studying the Yapiquinin, but as an anthropologist, I'm one of those people. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. My my whole business is uh, knowing about the people of this land and their cultures and things like that, so I'm probably one of one of the few who who knows anything about these yapiquinin besides the fact that they exist somewhere up here it besides yapiquinin themselves besides of course. them of course yeah anyone south so when when I, we were here before on right. our way up we got the rundown of the place and we're, we're on pretty good terms so okay sounds we've good. got we've got some rooms i can uh, take you to if you want a little tour. I can I can show you some of the things they showed me when I when I first got here. Oh, a tour would be great. I mean, I'd I'd love to know more. They've been so helpful so far. So, love to be able to see their whole camp and yeah. everything. I mean, we don't really have anything else we can do until the morning. It's yeah. too dangerous to go out at night. Understandable. Yeah, follow me. Sounds and she good. She starts walking, and as she's gone, they're passing other of these ice dwarves, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Yuri, what's up?" <laughs> You know, slapping high five with mm-hmm. some as they're passing the hall, and she's like, "Yeah, we we really got off on pretty good terms." Did you have a long? Did you stay here long before you headed out, or uh, a day or so? We had to negotiate for the the passage, right. but not not too long, but okay. enough to make some make some connections. Yeah, make an indent. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what you know the books get right and what the books get wrong. There's not a ton of uh, people who have visited the Apuquin and made their way back south, so... I mean, I didn't, cool. uh, you know, I, I had no idea that there were, you know, people living so far up in the north of the tundra even, so... I mean... You <laughs> and, just that you they and a lot of others, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, not nearly as schooled as you and Carhoon and everything, so... I mean, I'm sure Carhoon knew, but... I'd heard of them, but... I mean, this was not really my area of expertise. I was mm-hmm. more focused on the time before the judgment, not uh, after. Mm-hmm. And I focused on neither, so... Well, I couldn't <laughs> make a poultice to save my life, so well. literally to save my life. I, I bet you could if you tried hard enough, but hopefully it won't come to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try. So Tempest leads you all and Herder is taken up the rear mm-hmm. through some of these tunnels. Is Herder, like, wanting to... You know, is talk now. Talk at all, or is nah. he more of a just? He's okay. a stoic, silent type. Okay. So that I don't have to voice <laughs> the third everything. NPC. I mean, if you talk to Herder, he'll answer, but he's not necessarily the conversational type. I mean, you know, Octavia would want to ask him some pleasantries to not make it seem like she's ignoring him. He or will anything. answer those pleasantries. You know, like do you do you have a do you have a last name, Herder, or is this a title that you go by? No, Herd is my name. Foss is my last name. Like the fancy water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the nice fancy water. water. <laughs> and, and have you been traveling with Tempest long, or? Well, since I left the academy for a while, yeah, we've been a team for a while now. Okay. Tempest's like, yeah, yeah. And and have has that taken you to have all of the basically all the four corners of the continent, or? We've traveled extensively, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. What's your favorite? Favorite? Yeah. You know, because there are... We have deserts and, you know, all the different types. Do you have a, a sort of place that's your favorite? I mean, besides home, I'm sure that home is one thing. Um, hmm. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. 
Well, I'm no. not the sentimental type. No, no pressure or anything. I wasn't sure if you know you loved the heat of the park or I don't, I, I don't know. Nah, not particularly. Okay. I don't like deserts. Okay, well that at least eliminates one. That's true. There you go. We're making yeah, progress. Progress. <laughs> it's not the conversation. <laughs> and Octavia will just nod and be like, "Cool, cool, 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 yeah, cool." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tempest walks you to a room, mm-hmm. and she says, "This is one of the things that I find the most interesting because." Not too many people know about this. Again, I, I hadn't read anything about it. It was news to me when, when they got in. Uh, we, sh- we should be allowed in. And she knocks on the door and there has a brief conversation with uh, a little dwarf who opens the door. And she says, yeah, the, we, we should be good coming in. Okay. Uh, you enter the room and inside it's relatively nondescript. There's not really much in here. Okay. It's a small-ish, just kind of a square room. On the far wall, though, there is this Yappy Quinnen standing there, and there's, like, a taut animal skin pulled over the wall. Okay. Like, the entire wall? Uh, a big circular section of it. Oh, it's, it's it was, like, it's been cured and is cut out type of thing? Yeah. Okay. And then next to it, there's, like, a weird metal basin that's, like, bolted into the side of the stone wall. Oh, okay. And... Tempest says, this is part of the the communications array that the Yapiquinen use from, from tribe to tribe. I know, it's fascinating. I hadn't seen anything quite like this before, but what they told me is that it's a bit, you know, sending messengers above ground is can be dangerous right. depending on the weather. So they developed a way to communicate with the other tribes via, well... We can just show you. I think they were about to send a message, and the dwarf was like, mm-hmm. who probably doesn't speak common. Just because. Uh, <laughs> conveniently. Conveniently. Speak it's like, uh, walks up, and you see now that he's holding a big, like, drumstick. And not like a turkey drumstick, but like a <laughs> stick. No, he's definitely holding a big turkey drumstick. Oh, like a stick that it, you would use to beat a drum. <laughs> and walks up to the circle and starts rhythmically pounding bump, 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 bump oh, on it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And she says, yeah, they, they use these giant, like, earth drums to send, I don't know how it ex- works exactly, seismic waves that other tribes in the nearby location can pick up, and then they can network those throughout most of the 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 occupied lands up here it's actually quite fascinating and then they receive them and the dwarf after finishing is bum 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 kind of like morse code but morse code doesn't exist in this (laughs) universe uh the dwarf after finishing the message walks over to the the weird little basin and after a few moments yeah like jurassic park (gasps) glass of water stomping it starts to ripple like bloop bloop Rhythmically. <gasps> that's so cool. That's, like, <laughs> that's yeah, so cool. It, it is pretty cool. I was fascinated by this, uh, you know, communication up here. It seems like they've relied on practical methods more than just turning to magic, which is interesting. Maybe they. Well, this would allow anybody to use it. This and, is, this is I mean, true. you could teach everyone, and it should someone who has the ability to cast spells become incapacitated, then. You can always send messages without having to, you know, worry about that or, you know, do you think they would let us send a message? 
who are you trying to send a message to? Well, I would just want to send a message. So on our way up here, we were able to meet with some chieftains ourselves, and we would just want to send them a message to say that, you know, hey, we're okay, and we were able to complete our mission because of their help and to give them our thanks and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, we could probably make that work. Uh, my my Yappy Quinnen is a bit rusty, but we could we could give it a try. And she says a few words to this dwarf who uh, responds, and there's a little back and forth. And she says, "Yeah, uh, what what is it? Just relaying your your y- thanks, yes. and appreciation." So it was it was a uh, you know the chiefs Svani and Fretla, and they were able to give us some help on our our journey up north, kind of you know mirror mm-hmm. mirroring what you guys did, um, and basically just saying that our mission was successful because of their help and thanking them for that. And saying that, you know, hopefully again in the future, you know, we could maybe be in touch again. Yeah. Uh, she turns to the, the Yapiquin and relays the message. And she says, awesome. I, I think I got the spirit of what you were trying Perfect. to say, if not the exact wording. Well, again, it's a little bit rusty. Under- <laughs> don't understandable. And the, the dwarf walks over to this drum and, you know, puts a hand on it to still it and then starts thwacking. That is so fun. So do they have to wait specific times? What happens if people are, you know, sending messages at the same time? Well, everyone in the in the range of this, I think, is is sort of able to see when it's being used. So you okay. just wait until the current message is over and then start yours. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. There might be a bit more nuance to that, but without, uh, you know, knowing the intricacies... And and there's no one further south that they can communicate with this way, right? Oh no, they they, can, they these tribes stretch far throughout the frozen north. But but they're all within the north, right? Oh, you said south, duh, duh. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Svani and Fretla are some of the most southernmost, uh, so there there might be a few, but not. Close okay. by. And it's only within the Yapikunin that this system is yes. working. Okay, yes, okay. As far as I know. Oh, well, this is just. Oh, that is just so cool. All right, and uh, and so is there more of a exploration yeah. that you're wanting to share with yeah, us? There's or? a few highlights that I think you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. She leads you out, thanks the the drum attendant, and leads you out back into this tunnel and some more. Uh, are wandering past, going about their different businesses. Mm-hmm. She takes you down, and she she looks at a certain tunnel, and she says, "Down there is a, a market which you might want to peruse at your leisure." Okay, uh, I'll I'll leave that for you to do on your own because you know shopping can take some time. It, it can, <laughs> uh, but just know that's that's where it is. Okay, if you'd like good to, to know. Uh, see what goods and. They have to to sell. Does this camp seem similar to the size of Safani and Fretless or bigger? Or? It's maybe about the same. Maybe okay. a little bit bigger, maybe but bit roughly bigger. the same size. Okay. And she wanders a little bit further and finds another tunnel and she points and she says, and down there is their armory, which okay. I don't know if, of course, there are, are guards and security, but if you uh, speak to them, which I think they would speak common, but I'm not sure. Okay. If you speak to them, you might be able to uh, barter for some of their equipment if you'd like it. Although, if you're heading south, I don't know how useful that would be. Exactly, yeah. But I think what you will enjoy is 
Ooh, I'll have to backtrack a little bit, but here. And she leads you. Yeah, you do have to wind down another tunnel that seems to be going back towards the way mm, you came. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty close to where you enter okay. near the, the stables. But she takes a side tunnel. And she says, now just uh, try not to raise your voice too loud when you go in here. The contents are, let's just say, sensitive. Okay. And she opens the door and holds it open for you to go through. Okay. And Octavia will plop on through. You walk through and you see that this place is shamelessly put in because I know we both as people would enjoy it. Is a Snuffalo nursery. I was about to say it's full of baby Snuffaloes. It is a Snuffalo nursery. Stop it. Oh my god. It's a big room. There's a few like larger, probably mother Snuffalo that are, are there. But then there's several uh, small Snuffalo, which are about the size of like Mastiffs. Like they're still <laughs> big, but they're... You know, littler and cute and wandering around and nibbling on, like, hay and stuff. And she's like, I've heard you had an affinity for creatures, so I thought you might enjoy this. I know it's kind of devoid of life up here. No, this is amazing. Thank you. And Octavia's just going to go in and, like, sit down and feed baby Snuffalo as much of the little, like, hay or whatever they have (laughs) around and just, like snuggle the snuffalos so hard. There's some some Yapiquin in attendance who like show you, you know, this is what they eat and here's a, you know, I don't know, milk bottle or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. She'll even like, you know, muck out stalls and yeah. you know anything that's just kind of like something that has life to it, that has a scent to it, you know, a texture, mm-hmm. anything that's I mean cuz just all of this ice is cold and hard and lifeless and so anything that has the even bad potentially bad aroma of life, she's like, "Yes, like just <laughs> wanting wanting that in her nostrils type of thing." So, and then just lots of baby snuggle, snuffle of snuggling. Yes. As soon as you were like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I want to hug them all. Uh, just one hug. Just one every Snuffalo. love Snuffalo. Uh, so you spend a much needed respite after so long in these frozen dead wastes mm-hmm. with these little cute energetic little Snuffalos, which are still, yeah, they're the size big. of like big dogs. Yeah. Just flopping around and, you know, headbutting each other. Yeah. Well, they're probably Frolicking. bigger than calves and everything. Yeah. So they're they're blopping around, being oh, being so adorable. Good. Yeah, and then Octavia will try to help as much as she can mm-hmm. too. So after some time of that, however long mm-hmm. you feel, probably uh, a p- couple hours, honestly. Yeah. To make this easier, we'll say that uh, Tempest showed you where your room would be. First okay, sounds good. Yeah. After showing you where the market and the armory were, she's like, "And this is where your room is." And now I'm going to show you. And then she took you, so that she's like, right, "Have fun." I would want her I'll to have later. to wait there. Yeah. And I think at this point, after you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, Carhoon's like, "I'm still pretty tired. I think I'm going to go take a take a rest." Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. You enjoy yourself. Sounds good. I'll be there, or or if not, I'll still be here. Yeah. D- Sounds do good. Do not leave without me. Come no, on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to leave, leave without you. I meant here is in this room. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he heads off, and then after several hours of snuffle snuggles, oh, stop. you can head on back. Uh, you are free to check out 
their market yeah, if you want, or try I to mean, get some weapons and armor yeah, if you want. I, I, it would be interesting to see, you know, because they had that cool, you know, ice uh, or cold ice, whatever metal it is that ever they... Ice. Ever ice. that they had. And would just be curious to see what they kind of have in the market, and, you know, if, if she can help at all with her druidic, you know, growing uh, kind of knowledge with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, underground farmers or whatever. She's just genuinely curious to see what they have type of thing. After your uh, snuffleotherapy, you go to <laughs> the market that Tempest showed you and you wander in and it's a large cavernous room okay. where there are several, you know, lines of smaller stalls, kind of like a street market type mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. where various Yapiquinen are selling their goods to each other maybe from for other you know travelers from other mm, tribes mm-hmm. to to do trade but it seems like a smallish community kind of like a farmer's market yeah. you know so that everyone you know makes certain things but they have to get other things from other Ex- people uh, yeah makes you know sense. how societies how, work how, how societies work <laughs> so there are there are stalls some are selling uh like hardy tubers which mm, seems to be like mm-hmm. the only produce they have okay it's just like gray roots and brown roots and yeah. brown gray roots and gray Maybe brown roots purplish and, roots and yeah just a lot of like root okay. things because green is hard yeah uh some are selling little like trinkety type things you know like knives made from with snuffalo horn hilts mm, and some mm-hmm. are selling sweaters and clothes made from snuffalo hair some are selling like belts or boots or packs assorted things they don't really use gold so much oh, you don't okay. see people but there is like a barter system and mm. some might accept gold if you were to offer basically anything you could probably imagine they would have they might have so if there's anything in particular you're looking for probably not anything that i'm looking for in particular just because <laughs> we're kind of having to stay relatively lightly burdened <laughs> just since we're tra- traveling so much but is there anything like really new, unique that catches my eye, or I have general categories of stuff they would have. Is there, are think... there any like so the kind of like smithy type of places are more worth like the armory would be right? Yeah, if you're looking for weapons and or armor besides like kitchen knives or like pocket knives. I mean, Octavia will like chat with people and figure <laughs> out, you know, how exactly they grew these tubers and things like that. But I don't know if there's anything in particular uh, along the more along the lines of like household stuff mm. that she's. Sure. Yeah, as it, much it seems very um, generally domestic. Yeah. You know, clothing, foodstuffs, okay, general utilities. If you want a nice sweater, I mean, she <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does. T-shirt. <laughs> I would. I went all the way up north and all I got was a stupid t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, after taking kind of a look at the taking a look at the market, she'd also be interested in checking out the smithy. Sure. So you go down the... You Are there leave. any... Well, is there... At the market, is there any, like, interesting herbs or mushrooms that are growing that they have that are you know, underground that are particular to the Yapikunin or anything. Uh, I mean, you probably haven't seen some of those tubers before. Yeah, so I'd maybe want to check out those. Probably not so much in the term, in the realm of, like, herbs. Okay. They seem to use probably, like, other spices rather than, like, herby mm. spices. And those seem to be a hot commodity because it's hard to get. Hard to get those types of things. Okay. But do they have, like, a shroom? Population? Because, I mean, they are underground? You find one stall with a few mushrooms assorted. 
can she talk to that person? Sure. So she'll go up and she'll be like, oh, uh, hi, my name is, uh, my name's Octavia. I, I, I see that you have, I, I don't know, do you actually, I guess I should ask first, do you speak common? You're lucky, I do. <laughs> oh, good, wonderful. Pleased to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm curious about these mushrooms that you have. Do you get them from close to here or? Oh, we, we grow these. When, and um, do they, what what kind, what, well, A, what do they look like? They look, you can see them right there. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> <laughs> asking uh, th- there's just some assorted mushrooms. They don't look terribly special. A lot of, you know, some with little thin stems and a big, like, grayish cap. And maybe some classic, like, Mario mushrooms that have kind of a, a fat little stump. And then a fat little red head with, like, the white blops on it. Classic fantasy mushroom, which is Classic my fantasy mushroom. And maybe, like, a, a green one and a, uh, like, icy blue one. Um, do you use these as primarily like food, or I'm I, I, I'm an herbalist as a background, and and we oh. you know worked with a lot of these types of mushrooms before, sure. so I'd, I'd love to know what you how you use them in your community and well, most of them are food stuff. Okay, we try to incorporate as much flavor as we can, which is kind of hard to do because we don't have an abundance of different ingredients. But we make do. This blue one we sometimes use as a treatment for cold burns because those are pretty common up here. And, oh, that would uh, make sense. You know, yeah. different things like hypothermia. It looks icy blue, but it, it has a nice warming effect when you eat it in the right preparation. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know why she's Irish. I mean, she can be whatever, I guess. That's true. <laughs> I have lots of different accents in this camp. This is just what started coming out. <laughs> there you go with it. And I'm sorry, what was your name again? Yanni. <laughs> and, and, and do you have a last name, Yanni? Yano. It's a bit of a personal question. Yeah, is my first name. Nee is my last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, like Neo. <laughs> Yanni. <laughs> well, could I... Um, have I seen these types of mushrooms before, or no. can I, um, Johnny, can I kind of just purchase some of each of these different kinds? Because this is just fascinating. And Sure. And I, I don't know if you can give me a quick rundown about the type of preparation that it is that this icy one helps with the, with the ice burns for, but that would just be really helpful knowledge to have. Well... You gotta start with a big chunk of ice. Okay. Is it a special kind of ice? No, it just has to start as ice. Okay. And then you have to melt that ice. Okay. It's very important that you have to melt it first. Okay. It can't just be water. It has to be ice that's been melted. Start with ice that's been melted. Okay. Then you have to boil that. Okay. And then you you toss in the mushrooms. Okay. And you turn the heat off and you let it slowly come back to room temperature, which I guess the room temperature here is a bit lower than the room temperature that you're used to. (laughs) Undoubtedly. Come back to ambient temperatures. And then what you have to do is take the water with the mushroom inside and freeze it again. So you'll have a mushroom ice cube. Okay. After that, you want to grind all of it up, mushroom ice and all. Okay. Make sure it stays frozen. Yes, ma'am. And then you melt all that, the ice, okay. the mushrooms. You can't melt mushrooms. So you... So you melt you... all of that. Okay. And then you have to slowly let the water evaporate. Okay. 
something about the crystallization and the uncrystallization. I don't know the science behind it, but that's how we do it. And it seems to work pretty well. And then you're left with a little mushroom powder. Uh, and then do you just put it on the skin or do you, do you put it into a no, tea? No, eat it. Okay. Yeah, you can put it in a tea or in a soup or in a bread or something. Good to know. Good. Yeah. Do you, you don't happen to have any of that sort of stuff already prepared, do you? No. Okay. Well, I have a little stock at home, but that's for me and my family. Oh, that's under- understandable, understandable. Oh, well, this has been so helpful. Thank you so much. No problem. I hope you remember all that. I <laughs> definitely took notes. <laughs> she definitely did not. Yeah, it's not like we record all of this for you to listen back to if <laughs> no, you forget. No, yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> Octavia's like, <laughs> it's, it's like the little turtle on the cloud that has like the camera mm-hmm. on it. She looks oh. up and she's like, what is this thing? <laughs> So you get some of that? Yes. And then what else? Um, Do you go to the armory? Do you want to or no? I will eventually. Um, how much was all of the... I mean, Octave will be like, do you oh, accept yeah. gold or... Uh, do you have anything better to trade me? I can take gold, but it's not as useful as barter is. Do you like copper better? <laughs> you can give me some gold. Well... I have some. I have some other components which might be helpful f- to you. And Octavia will pull out some of the alchemical components that she found from Jasulka's lab and be like, Ooh. you know, as a as a fellow kind of um, I'm herbalist to herbalist. I don't know if these would be help more helpful to you in your preparation of poultices or anything. Yeah, it seems like a fair trade. Wonderful, thank you. Sure. Do you know? Um, you don't have any, like, seedlings of any of these shrooms, do you? I do not. Okay. Do you... So do you don't farm these or someone else farms these? Why, well, it's a family business, okay. but I do more of the selling than the farming. Do you know if any of your family would be willing to give a, a plantling? Probably not. Someone? It's a proprietary ingredient. Okay. okay. Just just wanted to double check. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was You're so good welcome. to meet you. And, um, you know, she'll take another quick look around, but if there aren't any other, I mean, you know, herbalism is her, it's her thing. So, um, if the tubers seem to be mostly just kind of like food tubers, um, and, you know, since there's the lack of herbs as a whole down here, um, she would head next to the armory. What do you want from the arm or E? I mean, she doesn't really need anything. She wouldn't be opposed to some more, I don't know if this makes any sense, but kind of like non-metallic armor. So she, you know, has had some clothing that she, you know, heavy kind of like hard armory type things that she had beforehand, which she wore when she started heading out on this whole adventure. And as she's been going on this adventure, she's realizing that she's coming up against, you know, some baddies. And so having additional types of protection in her humanoid form might not be the worst thing. But she's also kind of cognizant that she really only, she, she tries to limit it to, to mm-hmm. some more natural materials, you know, as being a druid. Um, what kind of armor are you wearing currently? I'm wearing hide armor. Hide armor. So I don't know if there's a way to, you know, have hide armor that has studs in it or, you know, has maybe a little elements of metal, but it's not all metal. Or I know this ever, ever mm-hmm. ice is a different kind of 
material altogether. You go up. You have a few words that we can skip past because it's <laughs> not going to be anything of any consequence. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you're Tempest's friend. Oh, you, you know, Svani and Fret love out mm-hmm. for you. Okay, you can come on through." Okay. Uh, so there's a you know armor there who's okay. you know what do you need? <laughs> what do you want? And they <laughs> effectively sell most weapons, but okay. you're probably not interested in no. weapons in terms of armor. They would have hide. Okay. And they would have probably like leather and studded leather, but that's the same. Could they have studded hide? No. But what they do have, they would have, in terms of regular armors, they would have leather and they would have studded leather. But they would also have this Everice in breastplate form, which would give you a bump. And is this Everice stuff like pure metal or what really is it? Yeah, it's not really metal. And I'll say that I hadn't really planned it to be metal. So okay. it could definitely probably work Okay. against your uh, don't wear metal thing. Yeah, because I want to I stay kind of true to some of the, fun, mm-hmm. you know, the fundamentals of the druid class. So, yeah. so it, would, it would give you uh, an AC boost. Okay. For sure. But... They're like, yeah, we got this breastplate. Effectively, it'll perform as a armor of resistance cold. Oh, okay. But you're already resistance cold damage, so it doesn't really do too much extra for you. But I mean, but if you lose your ring, then you still yeah. Um, I mean, so Octavia would be like, would you be willing to 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 trade or sell sell something like this? We can trade or sell. Sure, it's gonna cost a pretty penny. Um, what, do you, what do you got to trade? Gold doesn't do us a ton of good out here. Well, so this I... This one's southern. Because <laughs> he's on the south the south hall. Sure. That's why, you know. Um, so I have... And she's going to pull this out of her pocket. I have, I have this gem that produces immense amounts of heat for periods of time once it's been ignited. Now, it takes something like a potion of fire breathing or, 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 or something very hot to get it started. But as a smithy, I don't know if, if this would be something that you could uh, learn to utilize or something that would be helpful to you. And she's going to, you know, have that yeah. that fire gem that she mm-hmm. has. Let me take a look at that. Yeah, be a, t- be a teeny be careful. They're relatively resilient, but if if they go off, they're very hot, so be a little bit, little bit careful. The armor takes it, looks at it, slips it around in his hands, goes back and forth, mm-hmm. and then says, well, this looks like a, a useful bit of thing. It's warm to the touch already, which is a good sign. Exactly. I guess I can't vouch for what it does until I've I've tried, but you seem like a, if Svani and Fret vouch for you, if Tempest vouches for you, it can't be all bad. Try not to be. How long does one of these run for? Are we talking days? Are we talking hours? Are we would, talking weeks? It would be in the hours, hours. Um, period. So I think one one of these would run for a couple hours. Because mm. we had like seven of them and it ran for like a, basically a day, right? Yeah. So I would think one would be a couple hours. Yeah, one one would last for maybe like half a day. Yeah. Okay. But you were burning so many so intensely. So quickly yeah. too, yeah. It's like, well... A couple hours will be good, but you know how many hours it takes to make one of them breastplates there? It takes a long time. Can't say that I do know. I think you might have to sweeten the pot a little bit. Uh, it's not quite a fair trade in my estimation quite yet. I could provide two. Two. 
And how do you say how you say we light these? So they can be lit by a by a number of different ways. Basically, they just they just need some heat already to kind of get them going. Um, so if you already you said dragon fire. Well, I mean, if you had it, that would definitely Ain't nobody do have it. dragon fire anymore. Ain't had dragon fire in a couple thousand years. Well, I mean, not actual dragon fire, but well, something. How do you get dragon fire without a dragon? Uh, potions or various okay, other. Kind of, what kind of potion arcane? you know makes dragon fire? Well, I mean, I can give you the recipe for it. Now that might be useful. So you got the recipe? Yes, sir. Let me take a look at that. And she she will kind of point out the different, you know. <laughs> Takes do, a book, do, 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 looks do, 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 do. at it. Yeah. Uh, roll a persuasion sure. check. Let's try that with your charisma. With your good charisma now. My good, good charisma? 17. Say a couple hours with uh, intensity of a dragon fire. Could mm-hmm. be pretty useful for... We'll have to work fast. You give me this here recipe? Two of them gems? I think we can call that a Deal. Deal. All right. Thank you so Shakes much. Shakes your hand. Hands you a, a breastplate. Perfect. Breastplate is 14 plus your dexterity. Maximum of two. So total of 16, which I think should give you a boost if you're wearing hide right now. So it's 14 plus dex? 14 plus dex, although you can only add two from your dex. So what's your dex? Plus one. Okay, so it's 14 plus one. And shields are two, right? Shields are two. Up to 17 now. Hey, that's a pretty good increase. It's an inc- That's an improvement. Nice. All right. All right, and she'll shake his hand and be like, thank you so much. Sorry, what was your name again? Why, why do you do this? I'm the armor. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I, I just don't want to, you know, I want to be more personable. And My name's Carlisle. Thank you, Carlisle. I really appreciate it. It's fitting with the force. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you as well. Absolutely. All righty. You have a good one now. I mean, would you like to, uh, you know... Would this hide armor be helpful at all, too? You can keep that, oh. honey. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pass on that one. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, after kind of spending a couple hours with the Snuffalo Babes and after meeting uh, Yanni over at the market and meeting with Carlisle, um, Octavia will probably head back to, um, you know, the suite that she and Carhoon have. Okay, it, they're different rooms. But you head back with the intent to get some rest, mm-hmm. and we will pick up there next time. Sounds good! All right! Shall I take us out, my love? Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Leaving a review is a really great way for us to grow in the charts and to reach more people with our story and with our game. Also, if you want to have your own effect on the world of Moir, please feel free to submit critical cards. That could be for critical successes or for critical failures. And you can submit a form on our website, me, my spouse, and a die.com, or you can send them to us via email, me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us for other reasons, we are on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. We always love hearing from fans and listeners, and we always try to respond to the messages that we get. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>